What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster DeFace, and we're bringing back another big episode. This week, of course, we're jumping back on the horse, back on the bandwagon here with the Fortnite hype as things continue to develop in the scene, new items being brought to the game, and then, of course, FNCS being right around the corner. But don't worry, we'll be covering all that, of course, before we jump into today's episode. I want to thank you guys for downloading, listening, supporting us, as always. I can't thank you guys enough. This is a a week-to-week appreciation, basically, before we kick off all the episodes. But let's go ahead and get into it, man. We have uh, the one and only Life with Panda. These guys are coming back, uh, of course, after a big weekend. And we are going to cover all of what FNCS uh, Media Day was all about. So, Panda, before we get into the thick of it, what's happening, my man? Hey, man, it's been good. It's been a good weekend. Obviously, we'll talk more details. But uh, all in all, incredible weekend. Got to hang out with Gun the entire time. So that was a, that was a blast in itself. Uh, and then we start a new week, man. And it's going to be a big week. Listen, yeah. you can see it on the camera, but the people at home can't. And I'm not going to say what it is yet, but the studio is almost complete. Yeah, the definitely. The final pieces are here together, and uh, uh, it's almost time to come back to content. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We see it all coming together, all being pieced together. It's looking great back there. And uh, yeah, like like Panda said, the vibes are high. Somebody's gun is, of course, in the building as well. My boy, talk to me, man. What's up, gentlemen? Yeah. Like Panda said, we had an awesome weekend. I can't wait to get into it. And then, like, a little down the line, you guys will see some more stuff coming through. But it's been good. Been good. How about you, Monster? I mean, I, listen, man, I, I'm I'm doing what I got to do, baby, every single day. Um, Yeah, feels good. Feels good. I actually made a return to making content. Um, a lot of you guys know I took a I took a much long and needed break shortly after uh, my dad's passing about, you know, a couple months ago now, if you really think about it. Uh, but I've been feeling myself more and more again. You know, of course, we never stopped doing the podcast because this is one of those types of avenues that I love to be a part of. I think talking and audio form content is just amazing. But um, getting back on camera, getting back to my groove, making like personal stream content has been fun. Uh, and that's been World of Warcraft. So very far from Fortnite. But I think it's it's that different scenery and, and change of pace that I've been needing to just kind of get back to, to being myself. So enjoying it, man, enjoying it. And now we got FNCS. This is always um one of those times of the year where I guess, you know, I start getting a little giddy inside, you know, things things start getting excited. We get back into comp, we get to see who's who's on top of their A game and kind of break that stuff down. Um, and, and leading straight into that, I want to waste no time. Talk to me about Media Day. I'm so jealous. You guys live in North Carolina. You have basically, you know, Fortnite in your in your backyards. Literally, the <laughs> devs, of course, are located there in in Fortnite, in North Carolina. Um, talk to me about that. Let's start with you, Panda Man. Um, I want to yeah. throw some bullet questions here. Let's go. Uh, a hot rating, one to ten. What 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 was it like for you from a from a one to ten scale? All right, scale one to ten, um, definitely a nine. Like it was literally wow. the player, the player perspective. Everybody enjoyed it. it. Everything went off without a hitch. Literally every moment was was just like set up successfully. No issues across the board. Um, the reason I didn't give it a ten was because it was like they did a lot, but I feel like next time around. Uh, if they do it again, like there's potential to do a little bit more. Cause like we, we knocked out, like we can't obviously say too much, but the media day itself was knocked out in one day and the players were there for three or four. So it's mm. like, um, there's definitely more potential to, to do some stuff, but regardless, right. I, nine out of 10, still a respectable, uh, rating to say the least. I, I love that. And, and that's a, that's an honest 
way to look at it, right? And and we'll we'll break we'll get into that in just a second. I actually love that uh, that topic there. Um, Gun, I want your one to ten rating. What what was your? This is your first media day, basically, right? Because you know you guys are the newest seats to the FNCS team, so you're kind of getting a feel for um you know these these land kind of interactions and stuff like that. But go ahead, Gun. What was your what was your yeah. media day? So I was gonna say a ten, but you know after listening to Panda. A nine because we can do better and I think we will do better in the future when knock on wood this you know hopefully runs again um but it was one of the coolest things I've gotten to be a part of so far yeah no doubt and there's going to be much more of that obviously like I said you guys you guys are in the best position possible you're right there in North Carolina I'm sure you know Fortnite and the, and the broadcast team Epic and the broadcast team um took a lot from this 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 is a new waters right we're treading new territory here for the first time um since the pandemic so it's been about two years i think the whole world is starting to lax up now not to get into politics or anything but like florida is releasing their mask mandate like i think even across the flying and stuff like that so uh, there's definitely some some change in the atmosphere and we're seeing it bleed into esports now as uh other companies and publishers are starting to laxing up a little bit here um epic being one of the more conservative ones up until this point so this first media day is a huge success for us as far as us getting to start to do stuff and see these players and meet these new faces that have grown in the scene the last two years. Um, Fortnite World Cup, just looking back at it, was one of the first experiences where we got to see how good are players in a remote setting, right? Because all of the qualifiers were online and then how good they are when they get in person. There are two very different types of players, and these are two very different types of experiences. So um, we're kind of, I think, jumping into that new era where now players will start to get in person. I feel like anyone who attended this media day gets a little bit of a, a leg up, right? You get to kind of be a part of an environment and um, get, get, I guess, those butterflies of being on camera out of the way for the first time. Yeah, and this is something that I got to touch on. I think... Like, obviously, we talked about how the weekend went, right? But, again, player sentiment around this event was just so positive. Yes. And and looking at social media afterwards, like, not only was it really cool to, like, obviously, for us as talent members to put faces to the names here of, of all these pros in the community, but it was also super special. Um, it was super special for the the players themselves to get to meet each other. I think one of the cool things, like, like for example, Pamstu, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, all-star champion in his own right, right? He won the first place for the solo all-stars in NA East. Gets to meet his duo in person. Wow. They got to scrim together in, like, a mini land center, That's right? So sick. And, and then we, like, like, we got to have dinner with him. It was just incredible. Like, actually, I have the tweet here from Pamstu. Finally back home from Raleigh. I just had one of the best weekends in my life. Thank you, Kuno, Saka, and and I am Kate, and all of the staff for making this event possible. I can't wait for the next one. And then said, "Life with Panda, somebody's gun, and the other guy. We we need the to other, do the other guy dinner again <laughs> soon. This was uh, the best moment of my weekend. Uh, we can't necessarily say who the other guy was, but um." But yeah, it was it was a really cool, just a cool experience through through and through. That's hilarious. Sure. I was gonna ask who was the other guy, but okay, we can't. I guess you can't <laughs> reveal the other guy, y'all. Um, th that's that's really awesome. And and if you think about it, you know, like you said, this has been his duo for years, right? And and finally getting to meet one another in person, they're basically best friends. If you look back at their content, um, they they had some fun 
you know, question, I guess, content pieces, or they're like, what's your favorite meal? He's like, oh, spaghetti. And, you know, they get to know a little bit more about each other's personal lives uh, beyond Fortnite. And that's kind of the cool part about getting in person. So I'm really, really appreciative that we got to see these kind of things. And, man, I can't wait for those content pieces around this. Um, I mean, I saw Batman Booga tweeting out SMG. I saw, I mean, there were tons of people just kind of bringing up their experiences this weekend. Yeah, and I want to give a, a huge shout out to Blast because they're really the ones that that put this on their shoulders and took on this whole Media Day event, and they did a fantastic job. One of the the great touches, and I'm sure if you were on social media on Friday, you saw all these personalized written cards to all the players, which is just like a huge little personal touch to know like, okay, these people actually know who I am, know me as a competitive player, and then took the time to write me a, a note. And one of my favorite ones, so Nani and Pump are a duo, and they changed the names but wrote the same thing for the two. It goes, so how does it feel getting carried by Pump for Nani? So how does it feel getting carried by Nani for Pump? We know you're great, but Pump, he's insane. The mechanics, the brain, the gameplay. Wow. Memes aside, enjoy your time in Rally. Like that, that is just hilarious to me. Um, and it, it's, it was those little things that it just seemed like we're all there this weekend. And it's that extra effort, the little personalization that I think is going to make more players want to do this in the future. And we have EU coming up this next weekend. Uh, and we'll see hopefully the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think if anything, the EU one should, you know, they, they have lessons learned from this previous, you know, media day, and they're only going to level it up. Not to mention that's that's their literal backyard, uh, you know, Blast being a, a European based uh, production company. So I, I, I have no doubts in my mind that um, the EU is going to be freaking amazing. So we'll we'll see how that ends up playing out. Um, let's let's jump in a little bit about the yeah, like how how can we see Media Day just just becoming better? Let's just let's just talk about that. We talked about like one day to film and and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess from a from a talent perspective, do you did you feel like that was enough? Did you guys get a lot done? Um, or was it like you know this is this is too good? We need more of the of this great stuff here, and and you would like to do even more because you know there's always a fine balance of of trying to get enough content for the show. But also, of course, you know, like, what, what can you really fit in, right? So I think it was enough content. Mm -hmm. Like, if you just look at everything that was being filmed, there was multiple things being shot at once. And obviously, there could be more. And I would like to see some different types of content branched out. Obviously, we can't really talk about mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. what that is. But there is room to do more. Um, but I think this upcoming season, it'll be spread out very well. We'll see a lot of different pieces and it's going to add a lot more of like, this is more than just a skin in the game that you're rooting for. This is a person and it's something, you know, the UFC and other sports do the NBA do really well is build these, these player profiles and talk about who people are behind the scenes. And I think these media days, one, just from like the surface do that and i think we will see that continue to build if they put in that effort and that's one thing you know fortnite in particular is really needed right we've really needed to i think connect with the players make them feel like we're part of a, a bigger ecosystem something bigger than just themselves and their personal experience i mean up until this point we've really gotten i would say from the players um perspective not a lot of involvement right not a lot of promotion to the media uh or, or sorry the broadcast days and things like that because they didn't 
necessarily have a reason to support the main broadcast. They weren't a part of it, right? They were just players, and we were just covering their journeys from the outside looking in. Now it's almost like they are inside the room with us. They're a part of this experience, and maybe now we have so much more reason for their fans to tune into that main broadcast seat you know, their favorite players being covered, maybe learn more and new things about new players. Um, and then, of course, um, I think this is an equal W for the broadcast talent. You guys get to be on there, express these conversations and build relationships with the players as well, which go very, very far, right? I mean, we all know how important it is to have and maintain almost an informal relationship outside of the broadcast with players because you bring that to the table when, it's, when it comes down to commentary, covering them and, and knowing a little bit more um, so there's there's a lot of layers here that I think um, everyone stands to benefit from. But I think the biggest people or the biggest side that's going to gain from this is definitely the developers um, because they get to really bring in something that we haven't had at all uh, up until now, right, Panda? Like we've, we've had a couple LAN events, of course. Things slowed down big time. But being able to connect with the players is probably the one thing we've been missing for a long time now. Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, it, it, there's a lot of opportunity from the weekend, and I think um, I think Blast, Epic, everyone involved did a really good job of of honing in on what this was. Right now, obviously, like like I mentioned before, there there could be more, right? But that's not to say that what they did wasn't a first a good first stepping right. stone into what could be in the future, right? And I think that's that's more or less what they're what they're trying to do. Like we talked about before, before we even experienced this media day with Calc's tweet and everything else in the last podcast, this is truly setting up for the return to in-person stuff. And this was with, without a doubt, the best way to start because it went without a hitch. Now we'll see how EU goes. Obviously they're going to Copenhagen, I think is what, uh, what they listed. So we'll see how they do in Copenhagen. I know a lot of big names. I think EU actually had more considerable names uh, heading there versus what we have, but we'll see how it goes. And one thing that's not even on our list to talk about is the um, NRG event that's happening today. You have international mm -hmm. talent showing up to NRG's uh, Hot Pocket Castle, which I, I think there was Queasy, King from Brazil, um, mm -hmm. uh, Jalen, I believe from OCE, like, or one of, one of those guys from over there, but they basically have a very cool event happening today. Unfortunately, um, by the time this comes out, maybe only a couple hundred of you guys that get the quick download will be able to catch that. Uh, but it will be happening around 4 or 5 p.m. today, uh, April 19th. Maybe if you're listening back, you want to kind of go to the NRG page and, and find that content. But what they're doing, guys, is head-to-head uh, -head competition, um, duos from representing each region, pretty much in like a box fight slash like zone wars. They don't really know what the full format is going to be, I believe. But there's a competition happening. It's happening at the NRG Castle. And this is, I'm so surprised that it was approved because it's it's like some of the best from each of the regions being brought together to have like a creative face-off. And there's some cool prizing behind that. So really cool stuff happening right now. It almost seems like, you know, things are happening very fast, faster than we can even keep up with at this point because you know, we're on fire right now. There's things just going left and right, and, and we have so much to tune into right now. And to add to that, it's funny. I was actually watching Sancho's stream yesterday, mm -hmm. and I just happened to have it up while I was doing some other stuff. And Aussie and uh, Grady, like, came into his chat and asked him to be a part of the event, to cast the event, like, last second. Yeah. So, like, Sancho now is coming to the castle 
to live cast with Aussie. So I think that's going to be a cool experience. I'm super excited to tune into that. Um, definitely a good start for them. Yeah. Um, like, and it's huge. Again, Media Day being the only in other like in-person event that we've seen even remotely close, right? So now NRG capitalizing on the fact that the world is opening and, and putting on probably what's going to be an incredible competition. Yeah, and, and, and go ahead, SMJ. And this is kind of all that, that atmosphere that we want to see. Yes. We talked about it early on. They mentioned, okay, we will start to approve in-person events at the beginning of the season. All right. There was just one hosted by them. There's one going on in a couple of hours. And we had a, a smaller LAN that happened all over from DreamHack earlier this year. But there's all these things that just lead me, you know, start rubbing my hands, put a big smile on my face because... It's got to mean there's something larger coming down the road. And I, I think that would be a perfect segue talking about Aussie's next video or most recent video he posted. Yeah, for sure. Aussie does jump into, of course, what is this new FNCS season? Uh, Fortnite competitive did drop the blog post officially today, revealing, um, I think, all the details we need to know. Essentially, the new qualification format, the prizing, which... I would say comes to the biggest surprise because I, I did expect it to be a lot larger because the player base has up until now is kind of reflected to the previous season. Um, and, and then just a couple more things in as, as it kind of pertains to the rules. So panel, let, let's kind of jump into these things. So two things like Aussie, um, he put out a video uh, about uh, what was going to happen after this FNCS, right? So it's, with all these blog posts coming out, one of them came out and there was some verbiage around it that led Aussie and, and some of the people in the community to believe that whatever event comes next after this FNCS, we have this current season is not going to be your stereotypical FNCS because of the specific wording to it. So there is potential that we're going to see another like all-star, for example, coming mm. immediately following this FNCS. So that'll be super exciting to see what that looks like. Number two, like you mentioned, the prizing, it seemed like there was no adjustments to the prizing overall which in my opinion was a little disappointing, especially for NA West. You know, I got to rep my boys over there on the West Coast and, and they've been putting in work. They had a considerably higher player base uh, last season over Brazil, yet Brazil seems to get double the prize pool. So I saw that and I, and I was, I, and not only me, there's a lot of people in the West uh, community that unfortunately feel uh, like that that's just not the right choice. Obviously, Hopefully the community's voice gets heard and, and whether an adjustment gets made this season or maybe in a future season, I think they deserve it. Yeah. And I feel like we're finally now seeing the uptrend of NA West start to break into the space. Now, remember this directly correlates because now we've had much more consistent uh, broadcast coverage to the NA West. We have more talent like yourself involving yourself in communicating with NAOS. All these things, in my opinion, build up this perception, build up the platform, and continue to give and shine more appreciation and kind of almost demand respect to the region, especially now that finally a new team kind of took home an FNCS crown, right? So you have more people mm -hmm. to talk about, more reason to give other players respect there. Um, to kind of jump on that, though, Brazil was probably long overdue for a prizing bump right they've been on that growth trend for a long time now so if anything i think brazil has been long overdue it's great to see them get the um cash earnings that they deserve pretty much for this this upcoming prize pool um and i think west it's only a matter of time now if they continue to be in this uh positive 
trend in this positive direction, I think they will get better pricing. Um, one thing to note as well, you know, being that we run or I personally run, you know, the open scrims ecosystem, East Open probably has had the worst decline ever. Like it's tough to get people interested in the East, but our West Opens Discord has been thriving. Like it's so weird because it was never bigger than the East Open Discord, but now we have way more people interested in West Open. So I think it's also something that I see from a different perspective, a different lens of where like, man, these these players on the West are just, you know, participating in, in what we're, we're hosting essentially. Whereas like East, not so much. It's kind of, uh, it's more of like a, talk of war going on between other people hosting stuff and whatnot but um west open for sure i can see have that uptick and that uptrend so very very cool and i think there's a few layers in there that kind of play into it um so shout out to my boys that run west open tiny act uh actic fun uh fanatics these guys have been uh, streaming weekly and and platforming like i said the west community as well so a lot of these different avenues bringing up west right now and i'm super excited to hopefully see them um get some stars that rise up out of that space. I mean, we know Sente comes from there. We know, obviously, what they're capable of in this. No doubt in my mind that we have some of the best talent being developed on that side. And as we get into these international competitions, as we get more like NRG, West Coast-hosted events, etc., and people start to travel over there, I think it's only a matter of time before we see those pop off. Um, let's let's roll back, though. I want to talk about what you mentioned with Aussie Antics. I didn't necessarily catch the the fine lining or, or like the subliminal messaging that makes this feel a little bit different. Uh, yeah. SMG, I see you putting up your hand. Can you like talk to me about this? Put, I want to hear it. Why you guys think this is something that's bubbling right now. So I don't, I'm, I'm torn about this, right? So it's section 3.61 or 3.62 in the rules. If you guys want to go look it up, you can find it in the official rules, but it's, it was something added to chapter Eight, or chapter two, season eight, right before Grand Royale. So it's the same verbiage that we saw. And it was at the end of this, participate in the further in the event, participate in the FNCS Grand Royale and or participate in the immediate subsequent FNCS season. We don't see that language or that verbiage before the, the season leading up to Grand Royale. So I think that's why we're kind of, you know, picking at, at some, some pieces here, trying to understand what's going on. It, it may just be something they added that way we can, or they can cover bands. And this is talking about player behavior and um, the rules, right? So it's saying if you are not, or if you're banned for more than 14 days, you cannot play in for chapter eight or chapter two, season eight. You cannot play in that FNCS, and then you can also not play in Grand Royale. Now, there's rumors that that is in the same language that we're seeing in this FNCS rulebook. I wasn't able to see it yet, but it is in the Chapter 3 Season 1 rulebook. So, it means you will not be able to play in the immediate subsequent FNCS season. They don't specifically say chapter three season two which is a little strange mm, okay. but it could also be just reading way too far into something that's not there no no i think i think that's fair i think it's always fair because you know we know how particular uh fortnite and, and the devs over at fortnite can be so um i i do find that interesting i can definitely see some something like an all-star pop-up or or something of that magnitude fit in between the timeline here i mean it's pretty clear that 
we were almost bombarded with this whole zero build competition and the return of the Architect Cup, which kind of hit some small headlines in the community. Um, if you guys don't know what the Architect Cup, this was a failed experiment many, many years ago, back when <laughs> I think everyone was just pretty much in love with uh, comp and building and what the game was becoming. Um, maybe not so much anymore as the, the same sentiment has grown and you know we've maybe the pro players have gotten tired of the craziness, but... um. So what the Architect Cup essentially is, is you can build, but you can edit your opponent's builds. And it was it was pretty much a chaotic day or, or weekend in the combat then, to say the least. To say things nicely, people weren't happy. Uh, and this time around, I guess with the zero build and this whole success of competitive Fortnite having this, I guess, different take on what competitive could be, the return of the Architect Cup definitely brings some some interesting conversations to the front line yeah i agree i think um and it's funny because Risa put out a video not too long ago talking about the architect cup and how right. it was like one of the worst or the worst <laughs> why, uh, why it was like, the worst cup received. basically yeah, ever. the worst cup yeah in chapter one so it's kind of funny to see it come back right uh but i think i think they're just trying to to mold as many different styles of competition into these lightning rounds as possible which is why we're seeing stuff like Architect, Zero Build. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what last week's was. But regardless, they're they're constantly switching it up, which is kind of cool. It makes it it makes for a bit of a, a fresher take on some of this stuff than what we would normally have in just your standard cash cups or your standard um, competitions. Even the third-party competitions don't get kind of these special twists like these lightning rounds do. Yeah, and, and that's because Epic just needs to give us the tools. Let us let us press customize on the customize match <laughs> button and, and really get weird with it and, and try some fun things. We know it's possible. Um, but yeah, the Architect Cup, I think, is well-timed because of this whole experimental phase that we're in, because of the influx in players trying out the game again. Um, this is, like, a, like I said, a tournament with very, very different rules. And I, I'm willing to put money on it that way back when architect cup dropped there weren't as many people maybe testing out what competitive was and whatnot you know it was really the beginnings so this gives more people an opportunity to try something completely wacky to what they remember or knew about fortnite and um like i said i think it's well well timed in my opinion so uh, hats off to them if this was a strategic play just to kind of see what happens um because i i think it's i think they're gonna get some good data from this and i hope hope people play in it i hope the casual player finds it to be chaotic and fun and maybe gives them more of a reason to try out what is building, right? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to maybe give that a try again, but they have this, of course, negative connotation around their last experiences <laughs> as to why they maybe left the game in the first place. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's another tangent, guys. There's so much going on in Fortnite, man. Um, let's talk about uh, some big, I guess, controversial things that happen in the PlayStation Cup and, and just in general across Fortnite um, because zero builds are... I don't know what really caused this, but cars, trucks, vehicles in Fortnite, we already saw somewhat of an upswing in the way they can be abused if they made it to endgame. Um, and it's almost now like it's becoming more and more common to see these vehicles make endgame and cause chaos. So uh, SMG, let's just talk about, first off, what like why, why is this a topic for us right now? So when it really started, like you mentioned in the PlayStation Cup, we talked about it. Players started getting banned because they're all hanging out in a solo cup in the same vehicle, and there's like four people in a vehicle together. And then that's, that's teaming, simply put. <laughs> but 
now it's developed even into like the building and the competitive modes where people are realizing these vehicles are so strong to have through every stage of the game. And rather than just trying to get it to like zone three, zone four, players are protecting their vehicles all the way into moving zones. And the addition of the repair or yeah, the addition of the repair torch allows you to keep those vehicles even after they've been damaged. So you can just heal it right back up. I even saw, I watched Malabuka and Murstach. I VOD reviewed them. They took a truck. They threw a gas can on the back of the truck. So not only did they have a repair torch, they had a gas can basically with unlimited gas on the back of the car that they were driving around. So these players are quickly learning, okay, vehicles are kind of ridiculous. And the mud, mud slap, I believe it's called, it's the, the big truck, the 18-wheeler without the trailer on it. It goes through builds, and yep. it's even better without the chonker tires on it. So players are literally just running through all the builds on low ground and end game with the trucks, and it is absolute chaos. And right now, a lot of the competitive players aren't a big fan of what's going on because, to be fair, it's a little ridiculous. Like you just see a car start hundred damage, hundred damage, hundred damage with no repercussions. You know, we'll see how that plays out. But at the same time, people also just like jumping in the passenger seat. Like, what's up? I'll go for a ride, bro. Thank you. Thank you. And it's happening with all the vehicles, regardless of trucks, uh, the IO cars, chonkers, everything. And it's taking over the duo and solo cash cups. This, this dates me back to the World Cup days when players realized how um, powerful the ballers were. And mm. like, it's almost like it came to the point where everyone was keeping them in endgame. It you couldn't even take them all down, or even the planes for that matter. You just could not target them all. It was like too much going on. If you did, you're wasting more resources than what you're gaining back. And they realized this is a bad exchange or, or not necessarily an equal exchange. So they, they stopped targeting them. Um, now that more players are bringing vehicles into endgame, they're protecting them. You have almost like an imbalance of how many pop up versus what can you realistically take down. And that repair tool, like you mentioned, it's going to get it back. It even repairs the vehicles right back on. They just boop, pop back on after they hit certain HP uh, levels. So it's not like you can really cripple or handicap the vehicle. Um, it, it gets back into full functioning state. So very, very cool development, I would say, happening. But yes, destructive to the game overall. And um, now that it's caught on, it's, it's, it's bleeding into Fortnite. I do wonder how long it's going to take before Epic either makes some adjustments to where like maybe the repair torch um, does a little less or uh, doesn't necessarily fix the tires back on it. So, you know, you're driving, you know, and scraping the floor so you're not moving as fast, etc. Um, there's something that needs to be done there. But ultimately, that's what Fortnite's all about. It's how the game develops and you don't really, really see it until you see it. You know, you don't you don't know it's there, but it's kind of happening slowly. Um so that's like that's like where I guess comp is going. It's going in a very weird direction, and um, it's weird because people are getting banned, like we said, for even teaming, going as far as jumping in vehicles with players. So some weird social interactions happening now in the game. Um, and you know, of course, you can't just talk in game. So these are completely unplanned um, interactions, but it's it's clear that people stand to benefit from not necessarily taking out another person's truck, so uh, or car for that matter. Um, and then of course now. We have uh, zero builds, right? We, we kind of talked up zero builds, how good they're doing. Um, it's been around for a couple weeks now. Wh where do we think the community sentiment is right now? Have we had enough of zero builds? Is it still, I would say, you know, is it still on that growth train, right? We have players like Tifu obviously knocking down competition after competition on Twitch Rivals. He's pretty much made a permanent return to the game as of right now, um, developing his skill. And what is the zero build scene, right, Panda? 
Yeah. And, and, and I'll take, I know, uh, gun will kind of take the, the, the side of more, the, the zero builds is starting to slow down. I'm going to take the opposite side, right? I think, uh, honestly, right now it's going to continue to ramp up. We still see like with the FNCS blog post today, we see major creators like Nick a 30 and so on go, go immediately underneath. And they're like FNCS zero builds. Like, so the community and major figures within the community are still all about the zero build grind. And obviously the Twitch Rivals events that have been zero builds have been incredible to watch, incredible participation. And all in all, like the players have really enjoyed it as far as public sentiment goes. So uh, I definitely see it continuing forward. Um, but it, it, regardless, it's going to be interesting. Now, Gun, what are you thinking about this? All right, so I'm I'm just looking at the numbers, right? And we saw a huge <laughs> peak at the beginning of the season and a couple weeks ago. So this season re released almost a month ago at this point. And it we were peaking, you know, 500, 800. Let me see what this exact number is. Almost 700,000 peak viewership back on the 25th. And we've come back down to earth. It's not necessarily breaking those peak viewership numbers that we haven't seen in a long time. And to me, that basically says, okay, for a little bit, we got some of those massive creators to come to the game, the XQCs, the Ludwigs, those guys that just can literally do whatever they want when they turn on stream and bring so many thousands, if not more, to whatever they want. Um so I, I do think in that sense, we're not going to continue to create and have that massive creator eco economy and support behind it. But at the same time, we have Ludwig Mondays. We're, we're going to continue to have these Twitch Rivals events. And I think that is where Zero Builds is going to continue to thrive. It's these event-based pieces that allow all these creators to join and have fun within Fortnite in a game mode that is more fit to their style. Um, I am a little nervous, though, based on what was said in the blog post about this FNCS is going to continue to have building. The fact that that was specified makes me a little nervous. I yeah, feel like that's just kind of like a sentiment for the community to be like, don't, don't. worry, guys, it, it, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. There will be building. I, I think it's intentional that they're they're saying this. It's very intentional for them to. Um, point out the fact that hey you know we're gonna we're gonna continue to do the regular competitive thing that you know but basically like don't be surprised if fncs gets attached to like what will be fortnite zero built in the future um i also would not be surprised if like when you load up the game and the menu gives you your different avenues to jump into creative or multiplayer etc we see a literal fortnite zero build section with what will continue to develop spinoffs in that scene I, I really would not be surprised i think if that does happen though however um it'll cause for epic to need to expand as a company it's already uh, been clear to us at different times i guess throughout the the years that they've been either understaffed or didn't have enough attention in certain compartments to these different spaces especially competitive um and now we're seeing much more resources have been invested in the last year to the competitive space right like hogman being trialed as a community um you know, forward-facing community manager of some sort, uh, now being full-time hired into, you know, the the Fortnite space. I know that because of LinkedIn. Shout out LinkedIn and Hogman. I follow him on there. He announced <laughs> his his new career at Epic. You know what I mean? It's, it's cool things like that that we've seen more resources be put towards. Um, yeah, the the comp side, but zero build, in my opinion, 
is going to need more resources. And I think that's going to eventually lead to the Fortnite team needing to expand a little bit so that we can continue to accommodate the entire space. I agree. I think it, it definitely, um, and that's why I don't think it's going to be something that we see overnight, right? Obviously, it's easy for them to support these activations when other companies are running it, right? It's easier, easy for them to, to, I mean, let's say behind the scenes, th theoretically take marketing dollars and hand it to Twitch Rivals and be like, Twitch Rivals, put on a zero build event because this is the big thing in our game right now. So that part makes sense. So we'll see how that ends up functioning um, long-term, but I don't just see it completely taking over FNCS immediately. And if it does, they're, they're, uh, it's immediately going to be followed by, hey, we need more people on this team to help support this game mode because this game mode has the potential, if they split it correctly, of course, uh, to be massive. Isn't that crazy? The, the fact that we now could have almost like three or four main game modes within Fortnite that continue to thrive. We have creative, we have save the world, we have competitive, we have core, and now we have zero build. Like, that is just a massive ecosystem that is Fortnite. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I actually don't call it a game mode because we were told not to on the Twitch Rivals show. So Fortnite okay. zero build, it's, it's not even a game mode. I, I really think it's, they're trying to platform it as, as its own product. And that's what kind of leads me, like I said, to maybe seeing it as this new thing, this separate thing. Um, so you know how it goes when you're on broadcast. They give you very particular things. There, there's meaning behind it. Um, we can speculate all we want, but I think it's fair to say that if they're controlling the narrative a bit here, uh, you know, it, it leaves some some question open. Almost like we can't say the word grand finals because it's a finals. So what will be our grand finals when we finally get there? Uh, you know, they're saving that word grand. So we know the grand finals, whatever that is, when that is, it, it's going to be a big announcement. It's probably World Cup worthy or something crazy like that. So, you know, there's there's some fun things. You guys get a little alpha for listening to the podcast. You know, you got three caster talent on here. We could drop some gems on y'all. Um, but, okay, so... Zero builds, interesting. Interesting space right now. Definitely simmering down, but still very successful um, and huge. That's there. There's just no. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we already know FNCS has been announced. We got some soft dates thrown out there. I think there was a typo actually in the competitive announcement. It said try out the Community Cup May 25th. That was kind of weird to me, but maybe that's because they're trying to just boost interest in the comp space right before the finals of the weekend broadcast or. I wasn't well, sure if that was supposed to be April 25th because that's like before the season kicks off, which they normally do, but it could be no. that. Go ahead. I was about to say, I think they do it right before finals, but what's weird to me about that cup is I'm pretty sure, isn't there, I think there's like the final Twitch rivals on that day. If I remember correctly from that blog post, like, so it, it's, it's just a weird day in general, for sure. Like it threw me off when I saw it, but We'll see what happens. Yeah, I like I said, I thought that was a typo. I was almost gonna ask about it or like comments about it. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting date. The and Panda's right. There was almost a lot scheduled already on that date. Um, and up until now, from what I remember, we always had a warm-up FNCS weekend, which I don't think was announced in the block up. And if it was, I missed it. And if that's because the data in the past shows that more people tune in or play. Fortnite after doing the warm-up weekend and then it just drops down gradually i'm interested to see if the community cup spikes up comp interest and then that momentum leads us into what will be the finals the weekend of um so i think there's some i guess 
science at play here. We're almost a new testing ground here. There's always so many variables to test. And that's one thing Fortnite does really well. Um, what people don't really realize. That's why they remove shotguns completely or put them in certain states to see, you know, will people pick up more SMGs this season or whatever. There's so much data behind the team. And, um, you know, it's going to take years and years before they gather, uh, gather up all the, you know, the, all the, the data entry points and basically decide definitively like, hey, okay, when this happens, this happens, right? And if we do this, we do this, and then they can make the best products possible, most interests, et cetera. Go ahead, SMG. And those skin cups, because if, if you dumb it down to its simplest form, the community cup is a skin cup for the FNCS outfit. Those go crazy. People love to play in those. Even if like, you know, you don't have a shot, at least you, you can try to win one of those outfits. And I know personally, I love playing in, in the different skin cups to try and get one. I think I've won one in my entire time, so not the best. But it's that perfect balance of, okay, we can bring in this audience, throw in the FNCS outfit. So it's like, oh, FNCS, even if you don't know what that is, you are now competing for something. And it, it really does bring the, the competitive and casual side even closer together at that moment. That's only a couple days before finals when you're trying to generate maximum interest. And this is just pure speculation, but based on, you know, what you said with the data, I would assume they, they know that this is going to work pretty well. And not only that, but they'll probably throw in some drops that coincide with the outfits or maybe even are the outfits or some other cosmetics that you can get while watching FNCS that coincide with the community cup. And like, like we've seen every season. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, guys, Epic also put a lot of resources this season or this year basically into developing what is like this new creative landing spot where you can consume all your content and um, it goes as far as even having like somewhat of an archive, I believe, being built in there to go back and watch seasons past. And it's like a big old movie theater, community movie theater, essentially, for some cool stuff. And they, they show off like, you know, current champions and things like that. So there's there's definitely some... Uh, cross-pollination in between like, okay, how do we get our casual player base into uh, competitive? That's always going to be, I think, one of those points that they're going to drive home, uh, that conversion on that side. And, you know, as, as Fortnite Zero Build grows, as Fortnite Comp gets all these media days and things like that, I think they're all going to continue to support one another and fuel one another. Um, I would love, love, love to see Fortnite Zero build have its own FNCS track. In that FNCS track, it almost is like uh, adds fuel to what is Fortnite competitive. And then we see trailers being played of, hey, the Zero, you know, this build competition is going on and almost ping pong back and forth, right? And then even when like regular FNCS is on, there's so many moments of downtime, but you can push like, but don't worry, the Zero build season is like, I want to see them happen back to back is what I'm trying to say. I want to see one season on of Zero build, one season off of um, basically, or back on with, competitive builds and then almost like a three week buffer time of what should be everyone's break, but like third parties and weird stuff happening. Um, yeah. I know I'm asking for a lot. I know there's not a lot of time in the world to fit all these things <laughs> and keep everyone interested, but um, I really want to see us get there and, and that'll work well for all of us. as like full-time people in the space, right? Like, give, yeah. you know, just oh, we'll, yeah. we'll be busy dude. Like all year long, almost no seasons uh, down essentially, which could be uh, very cool. So, just, just yeah, would love that. Tossing my, tossing my two cents out there, man. So yeah. one, one quick. Oh, go ahead, Panda. Sorry. No, I'm just saying I would love that. Listen, I, I like, <laughs> yes, I like to stay busy, us, man. Let's go. <laughs> so we haven't even touched on it, like the format and and the dates that they gave us for mm -hmm. FNCS. 
Uh, yeah. We've been talking a lot about all, all the other things, but, you know, let's dive in a little bit. Talk about the qualifying format, the semifinals, the finals. We do have three weeks or three separate qualifiers. I shouldn't say weeks, four qualifiers. The first one runs Monday to Friday. The next one runs that next Saturday and Sunday. Then you have a week ish break you got five days off and then the next qualifier is saturday and sunday again so three separate qualifiers there are two going back to back but again it's not four days in a row it's going to be spread out it's four rounds per qualifier so that's an an additional piece that we didn't get last season because it was three rounds per qualifier and then we get that awesome semifinals experience that we all got last year. And I know from my end, that, that was perfect. Literally like a perfect semifinals format where you have whoever wins the match gets the victory royale advances. And then the top six after all the matches advances. Then you backfill. And we do that for three days. And Oh my goodness, that was so much fun. Boys. And it's, it's competitive as well. Like the semifinals track to finals was very much competitive. I think the players... Um, express their sentiment in the enjoyment of what that semifinals was i think the biggest problem was of course how compacted it was i think there's no surprise that when you try to do a def ncs in two weeks and get to finals you have a lot of player burnout happening um it dates me back to reno the ceo of becoming legends one of you know our top and leading esports organizations in europe um he gave us you know a lot of insight him being behind the scenes filming directly with his players um his players were not happy and he you know has some of the best players in the scene and he is always very vocal about when Fortnite is doing things that aren't good for his players and the space, but also when they do do things that are good for the players and for the space. And I remember it in particular because he talked about, okay, this format is amazing, but it's too close. There's too much happening, and that's the downside. So we get yeah. to see this adjusted this time around. I think Epic understood and realizes, okay, yeah, that, that was a little strenuous, not only on the players, Think about the broadcast. Think about us as talent. We were casting back to back to back days, um, which you you all know your voice can only go oh so far before that Sunday comes around and you're like, yeah, we've been pushing it. It's been exciting. It's been fun, but you can be taxed as well. So, you know, there's a fine balance between that as well when it comes down to making the greatest product. Yeah. And especially like like people at home might not realize, but like last season, we, we casted Friday then we casted Sunday. And then we came back the next week because it was semi immediately in the semifinals. The semifinals is like four is like three days straight yep. of casting. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So while there's what maybe five days between that, like it, that's not a lot of time for us to number one prepare, number two kind of heal up and recover and still handle everything else we have going on. Because realistically. We don't just cast. We got so much other stuff that we focus on, whether it's the podcast or or other content avenues. I was, like I was we're say, always doing stuff. I was gonna say literally just that. Like Sunday ends and we have maybe Monday off if you're not doing nothing. But for the most part, we probably all are, right? Let's be honest. And mm-hmm. then Tuesday, we're definitely recording minimal for an hour again here, which it, that's just back and forth, right? So you know, our business <laughs> revolves around our voices, uh, literally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're literally recording. Like, uh, if I mean, if anybody has watched on it, uh, the YouTube channel for Fortnite, we're literally recording content immediately after FNCS yep. to go out to the channel. So, like, it's just it's it's a nonstop cycle. Um, so it, this extra week, even with us recording content, right? This extra qualifier week it gives us a little bit of time to relax and, and uh, 
and and hone in what we need to before semifinals and finals come. Which I'm looking forward to. Last season, I felt a little bit underprepared going into finals. Not a lot of time to just kick back, bot review, unless you were really pretty much becoming a workhorse at that point, working around the clock, um, which yeah. I think SMG, you definitely did. But uh, go ahead. I know you want to jump in there. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say is, you know, now we have more narrative to build mm -hmm. because when it was four days straight, there's no narrative that you can build. You know, maybe you're watching one or two teams and you're just you're talking about the one or two teams that you could have watched and VOD reviewed like Monster said. I, I yeah. VOD review a lot, but I still felt underprepared. Now we have some more time. You got a week to take in the first few days. Then you got some more time to take in the third qualifier. Then you have that last week. And I think us as people that are supposed to be building the narrative, we, we are storytellers. We can now do better at that given this extra time. And the players, like, the players themselves, they'll build that out regardless of what we say. So now over time, those narrative, those stories will naturally develop outside of what we try and do. I was, I was going to say that too, right? It gives more time for the players to express themselves, tweet about things and lead up. And again, you get to just follow along. Um, so I think, I think we're going to be in for a very um, great season this time around. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Fortnite team has continued to step it up. Media day, those content reveal pieces are what I'm looking forward to most. You guys obviously were a part of it. So, you know, you get to sit back with a grin on your face while you show up on screen and watch <laughs> it play out. Uh, we all get to sit at the edge of our seats and listen closely with our ears and, and kind of get a feel for, man, what, what what's going to, you know, what are we going to learn about these players and what do we get to see? So I, I think it's a treat for all of us and, and the whole scene involved and, um, yeah, man, hats off to Blast and, and the Epic crew for putting this together. I, I I can only imagine how much work goes into coordinating the flights for all of these players, timing their experiences, and then taking care of them, of course, um, while getting all the content pieces ready and prepared for what is going to be this FNCS season. So um, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully everyone that um, gets a chance to show off who they are makes it to FNCS finals. <laughs> that would be the best case scenario so they can, uh, you know, continue to grow because, you know, we've seen investment, uh, invested time into players and then they don't quite make it. So I, I am, of course, rooting for, for everyone. This new qualification format gives, um, like we said, more room for those best players to rise to the top. So again, no doubt in my mind that we'll see some of the greats go all the way through. And one extra piece, you mentioned finals. We have a slight tweak. We know we had match point format start last season. It wasn't even close. Well, actually, one, one actual team. Close, yep. Yeah, so they reduced it. It was 500 points. Now it's 475. I don't think the official rules have been released, so I don't know if that's... Like, if we don't have the same scoring format, I don't know that 475 is any different. If it is the same, okay, 25 points, that, that's slightly better. And two teams would have hit that last season. Two out of the, two regions, I should say, would yeah. have hit the, the 475 plus the three victory royales. I don't see it which, happening. Which means their games would have ended almost a game earlier. So that's yeah. still, yeah, guys, that's still 30 to 35 minutes of your life you get back and you get to crown yourself the winner and not walk into the last game that where it literally does not matter. So I think, I think it's, I think it's good enough for now. Um, do we want to see a world where the whole competition gets shut down and you know, seven games, maybe not, it'll take away a little bit of the glory. So we, we do want a sweet spot where maybe 10 or 11 is that blowout marker where you're like, this tournament's over, wrap it up. They crushed day one. They came in, smoked your teams in day three. These are your champions. You know what I mean? Bam. Like I'm okay with that. Um, so 
I, I I like that it came down a little bit. And yes, last season, let's be honest, it was way out of reach for the most part. Um, it, my alarm's going off. We're going to have to roll out here soon. But any, <laughs> any last words on that one, Panda, before we start to wrap up? Hey, no, listen. And for those that are playing at home right now or, or you haven't had the opportunity to play and you're listening to us first, just a quick patch note for you guys. New shotgun in the game. It's interesting. There's some definitely some diversity, non-competitive yet. So we'll see how that plays out. Storm Surge has been reverted. Um, if you don't know, we talked about it a few weeks back. Storm Surge reverted to 10 se- or changed to 10 seconds instead of five seconds. Big, 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 uh, big. For, for ticks. So now it's back to five. So I, now it's more punishing. I was going to say, I, I liked it at 10 seconds. I thought it was more fair for the overall players. Although, you know, comp players can argue differently. Like, you know, too many people healing off and it's, it's causing more of a problem um, in these exchanges back and forth. Um, so I get it, but yeah, I, I think where the game is right now, where the servers are right now, it has to be at five seconds. Just like, yeah, kill these players, eliminate them, get them out of here, let the servers kind of balance out so we're not sliding around all over the place, etc. Um, so you know, it, it's okay to me for now, but I think in the long term, I personally liked 10 seconds and I wanted to see what that was like in a real competitive setting. Um, not just like through our experiences, I guess, with cash cups and you know. I guess custom scrims and whatnot, but yeah, cool. Yeah. The, the these patch notes are definitely interesting. This new shotgun is definitely interesting. Um, check it out, guys. It's not like Panda said, incompetitive, but I want to see it gets a competitive. I think it looks like it packs a punch, and it's a it's a unique, different type of playstyle. And I'm always curious to see how those things um, affect the game. But let's go ahead and start wrapping things up here. We had a fun episode this week. Keep you guys caught up. Um, I'm going to have to roll out here shortly. So hope you guys enjoyed the last 53 minutes of this bad boy right here. Um, still a long episode, man. It's crazy how much we can talk about Fortnite. Uh, SMG, I'll leave the floor with you first. Let the people at home know where they can find you, what you're up to, all that kind of good stuff, man. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me again, Monster and Panda. I appreciate it. Um, somebody's gone on all platforms as always. And, you know, you guys stay tuned. Because there's a lot of cool stuff coming from Fortnite and Panda. Where you, where can people find you, Panda? Hey, Life W Panda on Twitter and Life with Panda on Twitch. Yes, it's 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 officially happening. I'll say the Twitch. I'll see you next week. <laughs> He's back, guys. It's it's all going down. Um, and as for me, at Monster Deface across all social handles, um, I've been feeling super good lately, super motivated. We're going to continue to pop up some streams. I'm definitely going to be bringing back some YouTube content shortly. Uh, yeah, bot reviews, all that good stuff, player interviews. We'll start having some fun. We'll start dropping some stuff on y'all. Um, really have been enjoying recording these podcasts lately. Hope y'all have been uh, feeling it. I'm sure the the energy has been it's been amazing around the, the Fortnite space lately. And this is what we always wanted. So uh, I'm feeling good to be a part of this scene and being one of the leaders in the space doing so. Um. Send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to just, just let it out there. Let it loose. Let me know how you really feel about us. And, uh, of course, at MonsterDFace on all social handles. We'll see you guys on the next episode. So, until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.